0: Hey church, it's great to be with you here today, December 27th, virtually. We're all hanging out and being able to worship uh, wherever we are this morning, and that's great. And, And we're talking about this past year and how the impact of this year can affect us as we go into the new year. We're gonna have a new year's conversation, but more on that in just a second. I I just wanna, I've got a brief little timeline here of the events of 2020. Maybe some things that happened earlier in the year that you'd already forgotten about, but let me just share all the things that have, the major events, well, some of them of 2020. Uh, We started off the year with Australian bushfires. I don't know if you remember that. That was a big thing that was all over the news. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle quit the royal family. Some of you, that was devastating. Um, more so uh, to me personally, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and fellow teammates and uh, and parents died in a car in a helicopter crash. Um, that was a. I, I just remember hearing about that and just. I mean, it just kind of stopped. Uh, the world there for a little bit when that happened. Uh, Of course, uh, the other thing that stopped the world was the pandemic that that has happened this past year. Uh, Black Lives Matter happened this past year. A contentious presidential election, if you hadn't forgotten about that already, happened this past year. Uh, Murder hornets are in there somewhere. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but the huge explosion in Beirut uh, happened. That was was wild. Chadwick, Chadwick Bozeman passed away, uh, who, was, who was Black Panther. Uh, he had kept his colon cancer a secret, um, and uh, he passed away from his cancer, battle with cancer. Uh, the West Coast got hit with wildfires. Um, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Eddie Van Halen died. And Alex Trebek died. And so I know many of us look at 2020 and think, man, what a dumpster fire. I don't, I don't know that anything redeemable came out of that. Uh, you can probably think of plenty more notable events from the past year whether national global or even personal you know things that happened within 2020 that just made it seem like it was not that great of a year and probably the Funniest thing, well, funny, you know, not haha, maybe ironic uh, thing that I think of were all the marketing plan, uh, plans at the beginning of, of 2020, the campaigns that were all about 2020 vision, you know, having that clear idea from God exactly how things were going to go, uh, exactly what God was up, uh, was up to, and how you really just have to stop and just kind of Maybe, maybe chuckle or sigh and shake your head at how and that is not how things went at all. Uh, how the plans that we make versus how life actually goes uh, just changes things up. On a personal level, I can tell you that I had very different thoughts about what this year would look like for our church and how we would be impacted from some of the things that we were planning and doing. Um, And we had to change course multiple times, uh, doing things in brand new ways or changing things up entirely. It's not always been thrilling uh, to do that, to say the least. However, there have also been some uh, great positives that come out as well, although it takes intentional perspective building in order to see those things. Um, It's much easier to be overwhelmed by the negative if we don't stop and pay attention to the positives. And so we're going to do this completely different thing uh, than we've ever done before this Sunday. Uh, Rather than a sermon as usual, um, I'm going to introduce a couple guests that I'm going to interview about this past year uh, because hearing other perspectives and other experiences other than just our own help put our own into perspective uh, in how we think about what's gone on this past year and how we look forward to the new one. Uh, When we're stuck with only our thoughts, you know, we aren't always challenged by the right questions. And so I'm really looking forward to this interview, uh, this New Year's conversation as we look back uh, to look forward on what God has done and is doing and will continue to do. More than anything, I'm praying you're going to be encouraged by this. Uh, Hebrews 10, uh, verses 19 through 25 says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Ultimately, you know, we're not just looking forward forward. To a brand new year, uh, because let's be honest, just because the date on the calendar changes to 2021 doesn't mean the realities of this year are going to just go away. But what, we're, what we are looking forward to is a new day that approaches as we share and encourage one another along, support each other when Jesus returns and makes all things new. Well, hey guys, welcome and thank you for being my first ever guinea pigs. I mean... Uh, guests on our first ever New Year's conversation. We're doing something a little bit different today. Glad to have you guys here and joining me. And I know you know it's a New Year's conversation in 2020, so it's it's December 27th. uh, But this gives us some time to kind of process the past year and and how we think about and look toward the next one. Uh, So this is Christina and this is John. So many of you are going to know exactly who these two people are. But for those of you who don't, Christina is here on staff with us at Velocity. Uh, She works with administration and engagement. She actually came on with us. Well, you've been with us for a while, but you came on really full-time, part-time, support-raised with us this past summer. And John is one of our elders, and so John is, uh, and Christina are going to hang out with me this morning. So i got a few questions for you, uh, but I want to get you guys warmed up a little bit, so I'm going to throw you some softballs to begin with, and we'll go ladies first, if that's cool with you, John. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so Christina, first question, what is your favorite restaurant in Richmond?
1: Okay, that that would have to be lunch and supper in Scott's edition. Amazing. Um, also, their little partner restaurant brunch is really good. Um, it's all this, like, southern food that's oh, yeah really delicious.
0: Yeah, I so <laughs> I can't remember what the dish is called, but my favorite one there is, like, covered with sausage gravy. It's, it's, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, good
0: stuff. All right, next one. If you were famous, what would you be famous for?
1: Um... I would hope, like baking,
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. baking
1: or cooking would be nice. Um, I think that would be cool,
0: as, had as, to be. <laughs> Yeah, as someone who has every, one, every once in a while kind of benefited from you coming into the <laughs> office with some baked goods, I would say that, that could be within your wheelhouse to become famous for that uh, amazing stuff. All right, so last one, if you had to delete all but three apps on your phone, what are the three apps that you would keep?
1: Okay, I'm probably going to be really basic with this. <laughs> but I would probably say Spotify, Pinterest, and Instagram.
0: Okay, Music, right.
1: cooking and crafts, and people.
0: <laughs> and, and taking pictures of it all and sharing sure, it, Sure, right? yeah. Right. Awesome. All right, John, your turn. What, and I think I know the answer to this, but you might surprise me. I don't know. What is your favorite TV show? Well, I probably will surprise you because it's actually Star Trek, the original series.
2: Because um, I can't really think of something that has made uh, more impact as far as rewatchability and things I'm still interested in, literally after 50 years, than Star Trek the original series.
0: Right, and like first ever cell phones were, you know, I mean there's so many things that Gene Roddenberry came up with that it's pretty amazing. It is. Yeah, good stuff. No, I, I love those too. Those are awesome. All right, so what sport would you compete in if it were in the Olympics, or if you were in the Olympics? The
2: sport I would compete in if I were in the Olympics would be ski jumping. I've always wanted to fly. And so that's <laughs> as far, that's as close as you can get without, you know, really, you know, doing something crazy like growing wings or, you know, defying well, like gravity. Cliff those jumping in the are, wingsuits?
0: Those yeah. people are
2: really flying. And it's, it's, I love watching it every year when, or whenever it's on the Olympics. And it's something I've
0: always wanted to try. Nice. Now, can you ski? Because I tried no, one time and I couldn't, yeah, no, I, no, I didn't have. here. gear. Um, all right, last one. You have your own late night talk show. Who do you invite as your very first guest? Well, I would
2: invite John Favreau, who's the director okay, yeah. and
0: producer and creator
2: of Mandalorian, which is a series that I love. And uh, he also had a, a big hand in the creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I would I think it would just be fascinating to talk to him and right. kind of get you know behind the curtain and understand you know things they didn't do and thought about doing and then you know maybe things that are coming that we don't know about.
0: Yeah, he'd be an amazing interview. Also, uh, as far as Christmas connection, directed and uh, start well, he didn't star in, but guest starred in Elf. I don't know That's if you, you, you yeah, knew yeah, that, but yes, yeah. I mean, good times. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump into why we're really here, and let's get into the, the nitty-gritty. Um, and I just want to start off by asking you both, how would you sum up this past year? Thoughts, feelings, just in general, how, how would you sum up? Because I, I think a lot of people, when we talk about 2020, I, maybe one of the favorite things I've seen are you know, the 2020 dumpster fire, you know, Christmas ornaments that maybe some of you had on your tree. Um, how, how would you kind of sum up what 2020 has been like?
1: Um, I would say in a word, um, probably just insecurity and change. Yeah. Um, both personally and globally. Like, I think that's true probably for everyone in some way. I think a lot of
0: people can relate to that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and I would say predominantly for me personally, just because, um, in the midst of, uh, the COVID pandemic and everything, um. I was sort of going through this process of thinking through a job change and after six years of being in campus ministry life. And uh, it was one of those things that wasn't expected, but it kind of came at the same time as the pandemic and uh, kind of was an opportunity for God to kind of show me like where he was sort of taking Aaron and I as a family Mm next. And um, just taught us a lot about like, what we value, um, what we hold important. I think that, that's a common theme I've been hearing with a lot of people I know too, is that, right. that sort of idea of refocusing um, yeah. on things that matter. And uh, I just felt like, well, this is where God's leading us. And at first it was kind of nerve-wracking, um, but I think that it's been a really good change. Um, because I've been able to see God work through it in just really cool ways, and I know that like where He's taking us is good.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's because uh, I know some of that some of that stuff was kind of already in motion. You're thinking about right. those things even before you know 2020 happened, um, and yet crisis tends to accentuate you know things, if not accelerate you know as well. Yeah. Um, and so, wow, awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, John. How, how about you? How would you kind of sum up? You know. This past year?
2: Well, this is probably not going to be a popular kind of answer but 2020 has been great. I mean, I have really enjoyed it. It gave me an opportunity to spend some time with my family in ways that I wouldn't have spent it normally. Uh, working from home, I had daughters with me, I had my wife with me, and we were able to just kind of be around each other more often, whereas you wouldn't lose the time either commuting or on business trips. So there's just a little bit more quality time, a lot more. Um, got a chance to do some traveling with my family and we took some family vacations and just kind of didn't really let the pandemic slow us down. Right. We really kind of took, a, you know, we, we followed the instructions that we were given. You know we'd wear masks, we would social distance, we'd wash our hands, took as many precautions as we could and that's not to say that you know we were totally unfazed. I mean one of our one of my wife's and my children tested positive and was yeah. quarantined for you know almost two weeks and I've got two daughters who are frontline workers so I'm concerned about them you know constantly. Uh, I've got a mother-in-law and a mother who are both in their 90s, that I love very much and I'm very concerned about them. So, but it's the approach that you know you've got to take, kind of like a half-full approach, half mm. you know optimistic approach, and and kind of do everything you can, but not let it define you.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's really powerful about that is that it's not something that's you know you weren't impacted by, but you you have a you have a choice you know right. in, in that um, in terms of how you how you respond to that and how you approach those things. And so I I mean, I I think I'd love your answer. And that's one of the reasons why I have you guys up here, you know, is to kind of share some of those different perspectives of, you know, hey, this is something that, you know, we're kind of all in together, right? It's impacting everybody, uh, but it's impacting us in different ways. And some of that is, you know, how we think about things, how we think about life. And, And that's why we're doing this. You know, we're talking about how we thought about things and how it's going to impact you know, things as we head into the next year. Um, so John, kind of along, I just wanna hear a little bit more. So kind of along the, that same path, what are your fondest memories from this past year? Like what what made them special? And, or who made them special? Well,
2: probably fondest memories are being able to go places that are important to me and spending more time there than I normally would have. Mm-hmm. And learning to do something like work from home that I really didn't like to do before the pandemic. And I learned how to do it and be comfortable with it and kind of focus on the the positives from it and really just kind of changing the way that I thought about certain things to make it kind of a positive experience rather than something that was going to be, um, something that was going to kind of hold me back. I, I always hear, a lot of the people focusing on the negatives about the pandemic sure. and there are, it's really to me the same way as a lot of people will approach life. I mean, if you kind of are, are focusing on the negative, that's what you're going to be experience. If you yeah. focus on the positive and you try and, you know, make lemonade out of lemons, right? you're going to have a better experience and that's what I've tried to do.
0: Yeah, through the it's been, I mean, you know, every once in a while I'll talk to way where, you know, where working at home doesn't necessarily work for them, but it's just something small like that, I would yeah. say. I mean, maybe it's, you know, a considerable change, you know, to not be in the office, but, you know, some of the flexibility that affords, you know, being able to spend more time with family.
2: It's a lot more flexibility and, you know, yeah. you can have a, a meeting and then you can go and do the dishes or you can do yard work and, you know, you're still working at least as much time at your job, but you're not losing time with, you know talking to somebody at the water cooler or you know uh commuting so you're you're actually able to pack more into your day i can say that i value my weekends more Mm -hmm. after working from home which is kind of crazy when you think that you're home all the time (laughs) but i just find that on the weekends i i'm able to turn off and Mm -hmm. not think about work at all whereas during the week even though you know i'm i'm having the time the work hours and the the leisure hours, there's something that's a little bit more um, strenuous about that than there is during the weekend for me.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I I think, you know, what that makes me think of is, is for me, when I think of 2020, one of the things I'm going to think of it, you know, as is the year of the garden, you know, for us, because you know, we've talked as a family of, about wanting wanting to do this and spend some time. To and this year, we were like, you know what, our schedule is weird just enough in spring. You know, as far as school and work and all that kind of stuff, we're we're gonna actually get out there. And I mean, we use we use shovels to turn over the ground, like made this big old garden. Then we had uh, some awesome people uh, hook us up, so we don't have to do that anymore. So now we got like a real tiller, uh, so that we're really excited about that. Um, but it, you know, it's amazing how. Uh, you, you can see God move in those moments. You are just like, Well oh, man, he's giving me more time with my family and that's not something I'll ever regret, you, you know, as far as the things that are, that are happening and going on.
1: If I can add to that. Yeah. Like, I think that, um, you know, I think for people, especially in their like twenties and thirties, I think career is a really big mm-hmm. focus. And I do think that that's like something that like what you were kind of talking about, like that sort of refocusing and being back at home. That's something that Aaron and I both noticed too. It's like, wow, we're like really happy being here together. And it was Which ironic that, too. That's great here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we worked together for two years so and yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's good. And, right. um, but we felt like this change was really good because the number one thing we complained about when we worked together was not having enough time together outside of work
0: mm.
1: and this pandemic, it was just like, well, now you get it.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, and it's good. To, it's good to like being, being around the yes, person. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome, good. <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: Um, so Christina, let me let me ask you this. Um, would you say uh, there was a moment or was there a moment in which you would say you know God revealed himself to you maybe more deeply or, or just in a way that really stuck out to you this year that um, you know that you that you noticed maybe in a different way
1: sure um, I don't know if I could tie it to like a particular moment per se, but I think just sort of more of a, a process. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spent the past like couple of years. I can't remember exactly when I started this, um, but reading through the Bible in chronological order, based off of the like order of events, <laughs> um, and I think that I've been able to grow a lot in just seeing the like sovereignty and goodness of God through that. Because, like, the Bible is the story of God and His character and who He is and how He relates to us and. I just felt as though being able to read it in that, in that way, in that context, not just like picking stuff out and kind of trying to draw something out of it for me, but seeing who he is and who he says he is, um, helped me to just better understand God more and like get to know him even more and grow in that. Um, so I would just say like, again, echoing that his sovereignty and his goodness just kind of together through his word, because, you know, I'd be reading these Old Testament accounts that were pretty gritty and like interesting and being able to look at those events throughout history and over time and just see how he was working and how he was there when the people didn't think he was Um, or how he was working through those moments um, for his good and his glory and for the people's good, too, Mm -hmm. um, was just really powerful. And I think it was good timing in the midst of this year. (laughs) Right? Right. Yeah, when (laughs) you're describing that, I'm thinking, huh, seems seems
0: pretty timely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. to just be reminded of the fact that we can trust him, to be able to look back and see historically through the Bible, like look at all the times God came through. And that doesn't necessarily mean that things happened the way that people wanted them to, but that they happened in a way that they could endure through God.
2: Right. Yeah. Also if I can add on to that the fact that I didn't have to go to work every day and I could just kind of walk up the stairs to go to work it gave me an opportunity to kind of be more dis- dis- disciplined about my devotion time. Mm. So, you know, we had been we- reading that Core 52 book right. this this right. year right. and for me it's a difficult read. It's 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 hard to focus on memorizing scripture and It was really challenging for the first couple months, and I almost gave up doing it. But because of the pandemic and working from home, I was able to kind of, in addition to my daily devotional, build time in where I was willing to give the time to kind of work through the book. And I'll be quite honest with you. I've got one more week to go, and I'm very glad I'm almost done with (laughs) it. But but I don't know if I would have gotten through it and been dedicated if if I didn't have the, the time that the pandemic gave me.
0: Right, man. Well, that's amazing. Congratulations, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> like sticking with it and and being able to have that experience. I mean, it's it's kind of uh, interesting to me that you both kind of mentioned, you know, this this discipline that you both stuck with and and worked through. And, th- and then that's I. I well, l- let me go back. I, I think when we think about like God revealing Himself into a moment to us in, in a moment in our life, it's sometimes just going to be kind of. Out of, out of the blue or out of nowhere, say, "Hey, this random thing happened," but you, you both talked about how he did that through a regular discipline, you know, that you that you prioritized in your life. And I think that's a significant way in which God reveals Himself to us. That's that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, so, John, I, I, I realize that kind of as you've answered some of these questions, there's there's this theme that's been building, and I think that's I think that's amazing. I think it's the Holy Spirit uh, more than anything, but. Um, I, the question I have for you is, am I closer to my friends and family from my activities this past year? Which I, I think is an interesting question to ask when we talk about you know, issues like isolation or socially distancing, th- those kinds of things that you know, make those things more interesting. Um, and, and if so, uh, what activities brought you closer? Like, what, what did you do?
2: I don't think that I'm necessarily closer to friends, because I've always kind of kept in touch with you know, a really small number of friends. I think that they have become a little bit stronger because this year I will have reached out to them just to kind of see how they were rather than necessarily on their birthday or when I'm going to be in town. You know, I'll just kind of ping them because I know they live in the northeast and, you know, I know that there's things going on up there that aren't going on down here. So I think that's been really helpful. But where it's really made a a huge impact on me is with my family. I've got two older brothers and one older sister. They're all spread out on the east coast between Maine Maine and north virginia we don't see each other very often although we've we've always had a great relationship we just are spread out and we don't get together that often and so i started doing zoom calls because i got used to doing it because of work and i said well maybe we'll have an opportunity to do this with my family and you know i opened it up to all my nieces and nephews and my kids and it's been great because you know, sometimes or most of the time it's just maybe me and one and my sister or one brother or maybe, you know, a handful of people. But it's really work to kind of I don't know, reinforce our, our bond and keep us in touch with each other. And again, Zoom is another thing people complain about because it's not a person <laughs> right. I don't right. mind it at all because it's you know, you can kinda of start it and stop it when you want, but it's kind of giving you another avenue to reach out to somebody that you know you may have not have had the ability to do in the past. Right. And so, it that has really, really been a big impact on me this year.
0: Right. And if you have free account, you know it ends in forty five minutes, so you got an right. easy out too. Right. 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 Yeah. But in that, I mean, it's it's not that you know video calling wasn't a thing before the pandemic, right. but it became, made it more ubiquitous that people yeah. were like, oh, I'm gonna make find a way to stay connected. Um, and and so you can there are ways to do that you know to stay you know you can be physically distant with people but you don't have to be socially isolated which is such a huge thing I mean that's been a um, that in and of itself has been a rough thing this year for a lot of people that I've talked to, talked to uh, a lot of people that, that I've observed, you know, and, and you gotta, you know, there, there are ways to stay connected with people. You know, we all carry a phone with us or have one at home, uh, even if it's not on the video, uh, but, you know, taking the time to, to make it happen, you know, is a huge, huge part of that. So if anything, it teaches us, hey, this is a priority, you know, to, to connect with our family, with our friends. We need to make this happen. Absolutely. Awesome. So here, here's a... Christine, I'm going to ask you, ask you this one. Um, and this is a doozy, you know. I mean, this and you know this, right? Like, I'm not surprising you with this one. Um, so I'm putting you on the hot seat first here, although any of us can answer it. Um, do you feel like there's any opportunity to, that you missed to step out on faith, faith this year? Um, and, um, you know, was fear, concern, um, anything that maybe you kind of look back on and regret... That you see hey maybe god was leading this to me or you know holy spirit was pushing me this in this way um anything along those lines that you can you can think of
1: sure um again probably not like a particular moment for right, say right. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. um i would say that like fear has always been an overarching struggle in my spiritual life and mm-hmm. in relationships and stuff like that and um i think that a lot of what I've been in the process of learning this year, definitely not perfecting it, still working on it, is um, just learning how to like reach out and be more fearless in community. Um, I think again, like what y'all were just talking about, like this is a time where people are more isolated and um, kind of alone, even more than usual. And if no one's reaching out, it can feel very like stifling and scary right. and stuff. Right. And I think that there's so many times where I've like, Thought of someone or like had them on my mind for whatever reason and not reached out and it's like why not you know and I think I think we all fear rejection in some way shape or form
0: sure yeah and
1: uh, I think that's kind of more again one of my persistent struggles <laughs> and um, so I would just say like um, in not maybe not reaching out or not being as like community oriented as maybe I should have been mm-hmm. not taking advantage of those opportunities and just like doing that thing, reaching out, calling, saying hi, serving someone in whatever way it looks like. Um, And I do think that this year has helped me recognize that more and try to find ways to grow in that, but it is still hard. Like it's kind of, you know, okay, like I know this is something I get nervous doing or fearful about, and I just need to step out in that instead of allowing that to hold me back.
0: Right. Yeah. Fear has been a constant theme this year, I think. And even, even in my conversations with other pastors, I mean, um, you know, we, there's been so many times I've been so grateful for a network of other people who are in a similar, uh, position and role that I am in because this year really started off, I thought it was great, you know, change of pace, you know, more family time, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I realized just how, um, Fearful and concerned, you know, people were, and how how that was imp- impacting people. And I think, as I look back on it, I, you know, I, I recognize that the way I felt was, oh, hey, I thought we were all were Christians, so we're going to look at this in the same perspective, right? I mean, this is going to be, you know, and I just wasn't, and maybe this is silly of me. I don't, I don't think so because I'm in the same boat with every other pastor that I've talked to, you know. But the reactions that that have been so across the board have been. Um, have been interesting, I'll, I'll say. And so, you know, one of the words that has been used ad nauseum, you know, throughout this year is the word safe, you know, or safety in the way that we think about fear and being safe. And um, I've kind of intentionally, and some of you may have noticed this in sermons or announcements, you know, as so we've talked about some things, I've tried to stop using that word as much because I, I think, I think we've kind of lost some, our way a little bit and how we, how we think about that. Um, that mitigated risk is is actually a a healthy thing, (laughs) you know? And so um, I've been trying to use the words wise or responsibly. You know, when we talk about how we're gathering right now, you know, we're gathering with chairs spread out, physically distant. You know, we're not sitting like on a couch, you guys are like on a couch, like on a talk show or something like that. We're spread out here. Uh, We're wearing masks. You know, and, um, you know, because we love other people, you know, that's our motivation. It's not because of personal freedom, it's not because, just because of safety, those kinds of things. It's about loving other people, um, why we go through and do those things. And so it's, it's a perspective shift, you know, that I think, um, you know, as I think about, you know, something maybe I look back on and wish was different, you know, that um, folks were more prepared to kind of be on the same page together, um, you know, in that, that communal way. Of, of how we approach things that, you know, worshiping together, whether or not we're in person or online, of course, we're all online uh, this Sunday, um, you know, is, is, is still together and um, we're still we're still worshiping God. We're still all about our mission of helping people find Jesus and love God. And that's the thing that motivates us and carries us forward, you know, and how we approach those, those things. It's not fear. You know, we're stepping out on faith. Um, But some of that faith looks like wisdom and responsibility and loving other people. Um, And I think those are huge components uh, for that.
2: Um, I just want to say kind of uh, mirroring what Christina said, for me, the biggest regret was kind of giving in to the fear of, you know, the unknown to a certain degree. I mean, I felt like I had my bubble you know, under control of my family, right. I felt they were safe, and I felt like I was doing what needed to be done for them, and I wish, looking back, that I had done more opportunities to help other people outside mm-hmm. my bubble, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, you know, food drives, or going right. downtown and, and handing out food, I mean, I let my, you know, fear of not being in control keep me from doing stuff like that, and I really regret it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that. and it, and. You know, we have we have folks that I, I know that you know that have visited. Really, and you're talking about like they're in their house and I'm standing basically at the driveway and, you're, and we're talking back and back and forth. That you know have health concerns. That you know, yeah, being at being at home and I know that's tough. You know, is is a part of uh, you know what they need to do. But but for me, for somebody who can. Who can leave the house you know um again mitigate a risk you know is a healthy healthy thing like things like doing the quarantine care packages that we did earlier in the year like all those things that it's hard to remember i mean that that seems like ages ago (laughs) at this point um you know and how how we think about um you know what our motivation is for doing those things i think is so powerful and um it's tough to strike the balance between you know what the world is calling us to focus on even though we might have similar activities you know um, versus what God is calling us to focus on um, even even if we're doing the same thing you know like we're being physically distant we're wearing masks, those, those kinds of things um, alright so um, to both of you I kind of asked you to sum up the year um, earlier I'd like for you to is to kind of share if there was a Overarching message that maybe God was kind of sharing, sharing with you, or kind of the way that you you think about this year, looking back and kind of thinking about how that impacts you moving forward. Uh, any any particular message maybe you feel like God has been speaking into your into your life?
1: I think predominantly um, God's been teaching me a lot about what it means to rely on His grace and to actually be like. Fully reliant on that, not this sort of optional right. thing. It and i need it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, um, I think that a lot of my um, actions are driven by perfectionism and stuff like that, and fear probably too. Again, um, and I think that recognizing, you know, where um, God's grace come in, comes in isn't sufficient for us, and it's. Um, something that we can rely on and trust in and I think that a lot of a lot of just the things that I've seen in in my own life and things that I know like friendships and family members are, are going through it just reminds me again of the sufficiency of the cross and of Christ because um, again, if I'm so focused on like me and what I have going on and the things that I want to seek it, done and even if they're good things like because that's ultimately what usually i'm focused on is like trying to do the right thing um i think i can sort of get into this mode where whether i'm realizing it or not i'm like putting my own effort ahead of Mm -hmm. the cross and ahead of the grace that he offers us and not allowing any room for him to just work through my mistakes or whatever it is and you know like what romans talks about like obviously that's not an excuse to sin but like there is room for Um, The grace of Christ to come in and to work through the things that maybe um, we fail to do correctly. Um, And I would also say that a lot of, this was kind of a more recent thing for me, but a couple weeks ago, one of the sermons that um, you preached, like we talked a lot about joy. And there was this line that you said about a lot of the times we live as though Jesus is still in the grave. And that really stood out to me because that reminded me of that exact thing, like that hmm. not living in in grace idea. And it's
0: almost like a Jesus, I got this. Yeah, let, let that's me that's
1: exactly him. it. Right. And it really helped me realize just, you know, I think that a lot of the times we hear this idea, um, this accusation, maybe from people who aren't Christians, who say, you know, you use God as a crutch. Um, and I would argue he's life support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would take it further than that, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think I'm realizing that more and more in my own life just how I can practically actually live that out not just believe it but like live it out in that belief right yeah.
2: I feel like it's been stay the course you know he's not going to wipe us out you know the, this whole thing could have been a lot worse than it actually is and a lot of us are, are doing the things that he wants us to do he doesn't want us to not reach out to people, not communicate to people, not go to church. He wants us to keep doing all that stuff. So the message that I took away from this whole year is keep doing what you're doing, be in your scripture, communicate with others, participate in church activities, and do the things that we know He wants you to do and you were probably doing before the pandemic. Right. He's going to provide for us, so let's do the things that we know He wants us to do.
0: Well, so so much you know throughout the centuries, you know forms change, but the functions don't. And that some of the things that's timeless about God, you know, God doesn't change. You know, He doesn't shift like just shadows. You know, that, those kinds of things. Um, and and so, you know, we don't have an organ you know in 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 our building, um, and yet we continue to worship through song, you know because that function of what that what that does and what God has called us to do in that you know hasn't changed and so I, I think it's a great point you know that that idea of staying the course, this is what God has called us to, so even if we have to be creative and we have to innovate, and there's been plenty of that um, and I know you know chip and I have talked about that before um Chip is behind the camera right right now. You can't see him, but he's there. And, and we've talked about yeah, I'm kind of done with innovating. <laughs> you know, we're kind of this year uh, we, we've we've done that. You know, but the you know we're still seeking the reason why we do that and we change and we adapt is to still seek out the same functionality that guys calls to. I think I think it's amazing. Absolutely. So let me let me ask you guys this. This is our last question. Um, what are some of the things that you guys have thought of um, maybe that you might do, actions that you take or things that you would say to friends, family, um, coworkers, anybody that's kind of in your, your circle of influence that would help them feel more loved, more valued, more appreciated you know, as we look into the, the new year? Because I would say you know, those are some of the things that, that Jesus makes us feel, the Holy Spirit guides us into, and that's an opportunity that, that we can then Reflect on to, to other people. You guys have any thoughts about, about that?
1: Yeah, sure. I think that um, well, something that Aaron and I have been trying to do more of together is like uh, pray more consistently and more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've always prayed together every night, um, but I think that this year we tried something a little bit different. Um, we basically have like a notebook that we use and we write in it each day, like different things that came up in conversation with people or different needs like whether it's as small as just like stuff with just us or whether it's like globally Um, and we have different days that we pray for different things and you know for one um, I would just uh, encourage like people here at Velocity like chances are if you've mentioned something, like we've probably pray for it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We try to be pretty like intentional about those things. So I would just say that, that like, I think again, kind of we've been talking a lot about community and what that looks like. And kind of to echo what you'd said, like, you know, keep, keep the good faith, like, you know, keep up the fight, like keep going um, and see just the good that, that can be done. And, you know, for, for people that'll look differently, like you said, wisely, you know, interacting as we can. Um, but I think that you know praying for one another um, you know prayer warriors keep praying encouragers keep encouraging yep. people who serve keep serving like you know just all those things just um, you know I think we, we all hate the word adapt <laughs> like adapting right now <laughs> like, like you just said but right. I do think it's important to even find um, you know ways as a community that we, that we can do that and I know I've been trying to work on that more and, and learn about more of what that looks like um, but I would say you know um, just use the spiritual gifts that, that God's given you to edify the body of yeah. Christ um, and to just be encouraged in that because we are all in this together. Like we truly are all in this together. That sounds right. so cliche.
0: Right. But the Bible says
1: we're in this together. Um, right. And we know we can rely on that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
2: I'm good at trying to be more intentional in my interactions with people, ask more questions. Get to know what they're thinking, and not necessarily just kind of check the box. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to start doing this this year, and I think that it's been positive. I think it's kind of shown people that I that I care, and it's helped them. I feel think feel loved, and so I'm I'm going to continue that in in the coming year and. And just kind of work on my interpersonal skills. I like meeting people. I like talking to people. And I want to make sure that I leave them, you know, knowing that, you know, and, and feeling the, the love that I have for them.
0: Right. And and I I just like, I mean, you guys, just so you know, like they didn't get together and form those answers together. I mean, that was them independently um, sharing that. And I just, I, I love how the Holy Spirit puts puts those things together. I mean, one of the things that makes me think of is, you know, cause you guys talked a lot about how those actions translate into our relationships with others, the community that we have with them. And as I think about that as a, as a pastor, a lot of times, um, I get asked how somebody else is doing and it's just the nature of, you know, of, of, you know, well, I assume Rob knows everything about everybody's life, which is not true by the way. Um, I, I mean, I would love to, I, m- well, maybe some caveats to that. Uh, but at any time, you know, I'd love to meet with everybody, talk with them, you know, pray with them. Um, By the way, if if you want to do that, let me know, and we will do that, absolutely. Uh, But one of the things that makes me think of is what would be amazing is if all of us, every time we thought about somebody else, you know, or thought about another situation somebody is in, is we thought about, you know, oh, the Holy Spirit is impressing upon my heart right now to seek out how to care for that person, how to love them or make them feel valued. And so if I'm wondering how so-and-so is doing, you know, what, what's happening there is God is very clearly laying on your heart. You know, I'm, I'm saying this very specifically, God is laying on your heart to check in on that person, you know, to say, hey, how is so-and-so doing? Uh, what needs might they, they have in their life? And I think, you know, so much of the helping somebody to feel loved or valued or appreciated or empowered, you know, as far as within our circle of influence is just, um, not moving past the thought, you know, is pausing there and taking that thought into action. Um, and that is so much of what Jesus does with all of us. You know, as he stops and somebody touches his cloak, you know, and he turns around and says, Hey, did you touch me? Yeah, you know, he, and he knows, you know, exactly what's going on, but yet he constantly allows himself to be interrupted, you know, in a relationship with other people. Um, and that, uh, that has changed the world ever since what he calls us to his disciples I, I thank you guys so much for joining me this has been amazing um i'm i'm looking forward to uh doing this again so we'll do we'll do this again it might not be you guys you know we'll, we'll see how you feel <laughs> afterwards but thank you guys for being first ever guests for our new year's conversations and uh this was this is amazing thank you both awesome. so much thank You're you welcome. I really appreciate Christina and John uh, joining me this morning, and I know you'll be encouraged as well uh, from their answers and their experiences. You know, one of the things that I always say is that hindsight is (laughs) 50-50. I know the saying is hindsight is 2020," 20 uh, but we really don't know as we're looking back exactly how things would have gone if they had gone the way that we wanted them to, or if we had just made the opposite decision that we had made at the time. Uh, but one of the things that we can do as we look back to look forward is that we can trust that God is moving in our lives, uh, that he's always there, that he has a plan for his people, and he's going to see that through. He does that through Jesus, and every week at Velocity, we remind ourselves of that Through communion, and so I want to invite you after I pray, right where you are uh, with your family, uh, to share in a time of communion uh, together. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for uh, being there, for being consistent through it all. No matter what's happening around us, situations, circumstances, even if we feel like the last year has been a bust, that um, it hasn't been for you that you've been continually moving and active in our lives and the lives of those around us. And God, we just ask that you help us to have that perspective, to see uh, the work of the cross continuing to uh, share grace and mercy and your love uh, to those around us. Uh, Even uh, your Holy Spirit guiding us to to remember uh, what the sacrifice of Jesus means for how we see life. God, we praise you for this, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.